You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is SportsCenter. Hello there. I'm Mark Robinson. All right, here we are, Super Bowl Sunday. And, well, there hasn't been talk of the New York Jets on this day since 1969. But let today, the let them have a, a moment or so, albeit early in the day, because the hot topic in Arizona is the Jets trying to acquire Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay. ESPN NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler says it's been building over the last few weeks and it's probably going to continue past Super Sunday. I don't know where it's going to go from there, um, but there is that feeling at the Senior Bowl. There was a lot of buzz around the Jets um, wanting to do that, and that hasn't really uh, subsided here in Phoenix, you know. And then owner Woody Johnson comes out and says what he said. So, like, to give you an example, I don't get the sense the Jets are, are going hard for Derek Carr right now. You know, I think it's probably Rodgers A, Carr B, the rest of the field C, as far as adding a veteran. That's Jeremy Fowler and Darian Mell earlier here on ESPN Radio. There are many top 25 college basketball teams that fell on Saturday. Several of them real upsets, like number four, Arizona losing at Stanford, 88-79, and sixth-ranked Tennessee at home, beaten at the buzzer by Mizzou. In the NBA, Luka and Kyrie together for the first time. Each had 27 but Dallas lost in overtime at Sacramento, 133-128. NBA on ESPN Radio resumes later today, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, for the coverage of Memphis at Boston. And coming up next, can it be Peter and Katie together? It is the best week ever. Coming up Monday, we'll recap everything from Super Bowl 57, the game, the commercials, and, of course, Rihanna's halftime show. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now. Good morning, good morning. Anita Marks with you on Super Bowl Sunday. Buckle up. It's all day, right? It's all day. It's all the things, all day long. <laughs> um, and, uh, and we're getting you started bright and early. Yeah, we call this fantasy forecast. Uh, it's our it's our our little our preview hour before, of course, we bring you New York Game Day. Matthias Kiwanuka is always will join me uh, at eight o'clock, and uh, Mike Tannenbaum will join us at ten with you until eleven o'clock this af- this afternoon, this morning. Again, getting you ready for all things Super Bowl. Uh, also, Jordan Renan will jump on board. We'll get a, a, an update in regard to what's going on with the Giants and uh, contract negotiations and, and whatnot with both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And then Rich Samini uh, will join us as well in the program with an update with what's going on with the Jets and their quest for, uh, for a, a veteran quarterback. Of course, when just coming in, we, we heard the update. Uh, Woody Johnson there in the Super Bowl talking to uh, the media and uh, and is Aaron Rodgers uh, really the top of, on his list and the priority? He is. Apparently Aaron Rodgers has, and by the way, uh, Tom and Julian are producing the show this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good back here. It's actually me and Joe today uh, back oh, in I'm the sorry. studio. It's okay. It's very early in the morning. It's all good. Uh, I'm sorry. But it's all good. I mean, um, listen. So, it's all it's all good. It, I, I don't so know why Tom, I keep saying. Tom and Joe, <laughs> so Tom and Joe are producing the show. Um, 
So apparently the last that we've heard from Aaron Rodgers, right? Like he's not, he, he I, I know we saw him uh, play at, at Pebble. And then what he's like, he locked himself in some room where he's meditating in, dar- in the dark for like the next three or four days uh, to do some soul searching and decide what he wants to do, right? That's the latest. That right? is the latest. Actually, Ian Rappaport, uh, Joe was telling me earlier, he put out a tweet that um, it goes as follows. Aaron Rodgers will soon enter the darkness going into isolation to make a decision. If he wants a trade, Green Bay will work with him to facilitate it. Sources say teams have already inquired, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. So it should be he's starting it tomorrow. Uh, his four-day darkness retreat. His, four, his four-day dark, darkness retreat. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> wonder what that's like. See, we were talking about that, and I, I have many questions about it, uh, <laughs> just logistically, how everything is going to work. Like, how's he going to get his food? Like, what the room he's going to be in is like? I don't know. It. I don't know. I don't think I would lot, ever lot do of something A qu- lot like of this. question marks there. Um, listen, he's got to do some soul-searching. Does he? There, there is a huge life sacrifice and commitment to play this game, and um, and especially at the quarterback position. And think about it: even though Nathaniel Hackett is here and he's the offensive coordinator, and it's a system that Aaron knows, and blah 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 blah. It's still, I mean, he's going to be coming into an organization where, um, you know, he's the new. I don't want to say he's the new kid on the block because he's the quarterback and, and you know, because of uh, his his rich history and success in the NFL, he's still going to be the king. But still, it's 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 learning. It's learning a whole new organizational culture, which, by the way, is very different. Uh, keep in mind, because the Green Bay Packers are owned by the public. And uh, and the Jets are owned by the Johnsons. So it's just it's it's a whole it's a whole. I I I just I, I think it's going to be a lot, especially for someone who own, only knows one organization, and has only been with one organization his whole career. Um, it's it's just it's going to be a different animal. But nonetheless, Rich Simini is going to join us. We'll talk to him. We'll get an update from him. Like I said, Mike Tannenbaum, who was out in Arizona this week for the Super Bowl, excited to get him on the show. He'll be with us for the last hour. Uh, we will have picks for you. We will have plays for you. Uh, we're going to play Rihanna throughout the show for the next four hours, coming in from our breaks. Why? Getting you ready for the Super Bowl show. By the way, guys, I'm curious. Like, I have a few friends who are like, nah, I'm not really excited about Rihanna. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, do you think Do you think that's because it's really hard to to top, you know, what happened last year with Snoop and that whole crew? Do I you think, think it's... I think it could potentially be that. Also, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember the last time when Rihanna released an album necessarily. Um, I'm not necessarily one to listen to Rihanna religiously, per se. So I don't know when the last time she released something was. But I c- maybe it was in the mid 2010s was the last time she released an album or a single that I can even remember off the top of my brain. So we're going to be pulling uh, out of her library today, and uh, we're going to see how long I can uh, go uh, by remembering the songs that she actually wrote instead of having to actually look up other songs that we have to play. So that'll be interesting to see. And and I have, I have a list of um, some of the bets out there that you can make on the Super Bowl halftime show. We'll discuss that with Kiwi coming your way when he joins me after eight o'clock. So uh, we're going to get you locked in and in, in loaded for the Super Bowl today. Um, hopefully you're listening to the show as you're doing that last minute honeydew list. 
Um, and I'd love to hear from you. 800-919-3776. Are you hosting a party today? Usually I host every Sunday. I typically have anywhere between five to 10 people over here at my apartment. Um, I have three huge TVs, uh, a lot of gambling going on, a lot of fantasy teams. I'm all into to sport trade, which pretty much, if you haven't downloaded it in Jersey, you should. It's, uh, it's the stock market meets, meets gambling. It's amazing. Um, I've got a lot going on here. But since this is just one game, and you know this, we've been working together for quite a while, Tom, right? Like, I'm not a fan of a team. And, but but I, I love being around fandom, right? Like, like it's, I, it's, it's infectious. It's fun. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to be, I'm, gonna, I'm going into the city. I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl with a bunch of Eagles fans. So, um, so I'm excited about, here's another thing I want to know because I actually, I went to the dog park yesterday. I was talking to a few people in and around Hoboken, uh, and they were, a lot of them were wearing their giants gear and, and, and whatnot. And I, and I would add like, Hey, are you rooting for the Eagles? And it was like, it was like half and half, half of, uh, giants fans out there are like, hell no, there's no way I would ever root for the Eagles or the Cowboys or Washington. There's no way am I going to root for an NFC East, you know, a division opponent. But then there were quite a few who were out there who were like, yeah, you know what? Eagles win. Like it's, it represents our division. Like our division was one of the most competitive Hell in the no. NFL this season. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? It's just like we were in the division that won, won the Super Bowl. It's like congratulations, you still lost. Like what? What is that? What does that get you? I, I've ne- I've never understood that. Where it's and this is coming from a Jet fan who had to do with the Patriots my entire life it's just like yeah we were in the division that the super bowl winner came out of who cares so 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 for both of you it's like hell no you are not rooting for the eagles you want them to lose yeah of course i don't want to root for the eagles absolutely not if public enemy number one was on the chiefs then maybe just maybe i'd consider it just to see public enemy number one and have it for that person to have a downfall but that's not the case. I like Patrick Mahomes. I might not like Jackson Mahomes, but I like Patrick Mahomes, and of course I'm going to root for him. And if he's going against the Eagles, then I really am going to root for him. I, I really like, I love Mahomes. I love Travis Kelsey, and I just want to see Andy Reid put the kibosh on the whole I'm not a good coach sort of thing, especially going up against the Eagles. So that's, that's where both my rooting interest and my money is going. Okay. All right. I hear you both. I hear you both. 800-919-3776. Are there any Giants fans out there that are like, yeah, you know what? Eagles win. It represents our division. You know, more power to them. Probably not. But uh, but I, I, did run in, I did run into a few, very, very few, but a few yesterday, I have to say. Um, 800-919-3776. All right. Uh, like I said, we've got a jam-packed show for you. We're going to hear from Liz Loza who uh, if you uh, follow anything fantasy, she's part of the fantasy uh, platform at ESPN with, of course, Mike Clay and uh, Stefania Bell and Field Yates. Uh, She's got some picks and plays in regard to some of the prop bets that she's going to play. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, who joins us each and every week on my gambling show. Hopefully you listen on Friday nights from 10 to midnight. We can wager. Uh, He's going to jump on board, give us his picks and his plays, who he thinks is going to win as well. Um, I've got a DFS Super Bowl DFS lineup for you, uh, that I'm absolutely going to play. I'm going to share that with you this hour. And then, like I said, eight o'clock Kiwi, Matthias Kiwanuka, 
Former giant great Super Bowl champion is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Again, we'll hear from Jordan, Rich Samini, Mike Tannenbaum. I'll have my locks of the week. Uh, let's see if I can finish the season strong and go 3-0 and in this Super Bowl. We'll see. I've got some good ones for you. So we're going to have some fun. Let's rock and roll for the next four hours. Like I said, bright and early. I know it's going to be a long day, all the way up to kickoff at 6.30 tonight. But we're starting early with you right here on 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm trying to see what the odds are. So, so a few things with Rihanna, right? You could bet over-under how many songs. The over-under, guys, is nine and a half. I'm going over. I would Agree. take the under, but uh, you'll take the under of nine and a half. Oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go. Just, I'm gonna go just to be different. She has so many. She has so many. I'm sitting here. I've got this. She's got so many freaking songs. It's, yeah, but how re- much time is she gonna have? Because there's a prerequisite time. It's not like this is like a concert that you're paying. Th- well, I mean, technically, if you view it that way, and you go to the Super Bowl and you're paying thousands of dollars for it, but still, it's not like a concert where they have an hour and a half. They have like ten minutes at the most. I don't know how many songs she's gonna be able to get through in ten minutes. Does it count for, like, remixes, though? Because if she does, like, 30 seconds of one song and then brings out somebody else, does that count? Yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah. Oh, whatever, so... wh- whenever, whenever there's, like, whenever there's, like, a beat of a song, that's, yes. she's so, playing that song. Yeah, so take the over. Because yeah. my feeling is she's going to bring out, like, 14 people just because of how much collaboration she's Eminem, had. Eminem, Drake. Drake's definite. If you could bet a Drake appearance. He's always he's always at some sporting event. He's He has to, right? But he's how many songs there. do they have together? So if you can bet a Drake prop for the, for the halftime show, definitely do that. Uh, by the way, you could wager that um, Work is going to be the first song out of the gate at 99 to 1, which means for every dollar you put down, you win $99. If you think work, 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 if that one that we just played is going to be the first song. I do not believe that's going to be the first song. So, uh, but if you do, if you so choose, uh, apparently, so I've been watching all these videos on TikTok. And so uh, what they're saying is if the, the first song is a song that like once, like the minute she comes out, you know, the song within like the first two beats, right? That's got to be the first song. It's got to grab you. It's got to get you. It has to be one of those songs that you're like, oh, damn, yeah, let's go. So that's why I, I and, and not that you don't n- know work, but I, I just I, I think that there are other songs out there that I, I think she's going to open with. Uh, regardless, we've got Liz Loza who uh, who joined me earlier this week 
had some great insight in some of uh, some of the prop bets uh, that uh, she's going to play today. So my first question to her before we got into prop bets is how's she playing this damn game? Eagles favored by one and a half. I think the Eagles are going to win. I'm leaning towards the Eagles. Now, you did mention it's only Monday. I am a Libra, something you may not know. So decisiveness is not always my forte, particularly because I now have six days to hem and haul and go back and forth. And with a spread of one and a half, obviously we're anticipating a close game. But I just have to give the advantage to the Eagles when I look at their incredible passing defense rate. Number one in the league, I consider the Patrick Mahomes ankle issue and You know, I think about Jalen Hurts' mobility and what an advantage that is and how the Chiefs' defense is just going to have to play real honest and probably, you know, move a couple of guys out of the secondary to compensate for Hurts' mobility. I hear you. I hear you. It's interesting. The debate is out there. You know, whose injury is worse right now? You know, there's some question marks whether or not Patrick Mahomes' ankle is truly a quote-unquote high ankle sprain as opposed to just an ankle sprain. You know, we have seen Jalen Hurts and his velocity and his passing game suffer since that shoulder injury. How much of a factor will that be against Kansas City? There's so many questions here. In regards to the over-under, are you expecting, like, you know, a plethora of points, like an absolute shootout? Are you on the over here at 51, or are you on the under, Liz? Honestly, Anita, I think these are the moments that I love sports betting because I can bet what I want to see happen and have a good time, even if it doesn't. I want a shootout. I want popcorn. I I don't just want popcorn, by the way. I want wings. I want pizza. I want tops. I want all of it. (laughs) And so if I am going to partake in, I don't know, pop culture's biggest event of the year, then yeah, I want a lot of points. So I will take the over. And I understand, you know, 51 is a pretty high over under, but that to me just means all the more opportunity for scoring. And so let's lean into that from a positive point of view because it's what we all want. Okay, so so let's dive into what your specialty is, and and that's all about prop bets. Now, since you believe that the Eagles are going to win, I've called up players on the Eagles side to score any time touchdown and for the Eagles to win. Miles Sanders, two to one. Jalen Hurts, plus 205. A.J. Brown, plus 230. Dallas Goddard, plus 285. Devontae Smith, plus 295. Gainwell, who we've seen his usage really Mm -hmm. increase in the postseason, seven to one. Boston Scott, the giant killer, even though this is Kansas City, plus 750. (laughs) Quez Watkins, I think, could be a sneaky good play at 13 to 1, and the Eagles defense at 11 to 1. What are some of these score and win parlay prop bets are you on? Well, one of the ones that I love the most, just to start from the very beginning, I mean, but we can get to the individual players, but I really like um, the overall team winner to score first, because if I am betting that the Eagles are going to win and taking the money line on that. The odds are even better if I bet they're going to score first and also win, which they have done 12 of 14 times and 12 of 13 times with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. So why not put a little bit of extra lettuce in my wallet if I, you know, the odds, the, the data bears out that if the if the Eagles score first, they're probably going to win that game. So why not, you know, if I think the Eagles are going to win, take that bet as well. As for like any time touchdown scorer, it's hard to imagine that Miles Sanders isn't going to fall his way into that end zone. zone. I mean, he has been so great. And I, and I love that you mentioned Kenneth Gainwell too, but to me, Kenneth Gainwell is more of a potential receiving props option, not necessarily a touchdown score. I just think 
and Jalen Hurts too, right? Like Jalen Hurts, the Kansas City Chiefs gave up, I believe, the fourth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks on the season. We already mentioned Hurts' mobility. So I think Jalen Hurts and uh, Miles Sanders to score in this game seem the most likely of the Eagles' um, offensive players. And again, uh, Miles Sanders to score anytime touchdown. Eagles win is 2-1. to one. Hurts. Uh, to score an Eagles win is plus 205. I love where you're going there in regard to the Eagles scoring first and winning the game. Uh, they have been uh, the best uh, first half team in the NFL. I want to say like point plus 169 point differential, something like that, plus one, over 160 point differential in the first half against their opponents all season long, regular season and postseason. So the way that they script their plays, uh, they really are terrific. So I, I like I like what you're what, what what you're throwing out there. Let's dive into some more specific prop bets that you are definitely playing on Sunday. Devontae Smith over under five and a half receptions. What side are you on here? I'm taking the over on Devonta Smith here. I love that he has, I mean, like, Anita, I am old enough to remember when everybody said Devonta Smith was too skinny to play in the NFL. Oh, this I said it. Heisman Trophy winner. I said it. <laughs> you said it too? I said it. His legs were just, I mean, he's I, little. I, he's, <laughs> I just feel like he's, gonna, he's just going to break in half. He's just like, he's a little stick. And last year, he was asked to do a job, play a predominant, play the X position, the traditional X receiver posi- position, which is not his forte, not with his speed. You bring, bring a physical player like A.J. Brown along to pull defensive attention, and you've got Smith's speed, his sinuineness, and you've got A.J. Brown's yak ability and his toughness, and these two have skill sets that complement each other beautifully. And I understand, like, there's this fear, right, that the – Chiefs are going to land the first punch, and can Jalen Hurts play catch-up? Because as you mentioned, right, the Eagles are really good in the first half of games. They've salted away second half because they've been up so much. They've had that luxury. Well, if the Chiefs land the first punch, they're not going to be able to do that. But I think what people aren't remembering is that Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown are really darn good pass catchers. And Jalen Hurts has evolved. And these are two weapons on the outside that can thrive in a passing game against the Chiefs. And again, with that happening, like with Chris Jones breathing down, breathing down Jalen Hurts' neck, he is going to have to find a player that is a safety valve play. And we've seen Devonta Smith be that guy. Devonta Smith has an ADOT under 10 yards. And I think Devonta Smith is going to get peppered. So give me the over on five and a half, especially if I think this is going to be a high-scoring game with a lot of back and forth. He, by the way, Devonta Smith has hit the over on on the receptions prop, seventy eight point six percent of the time this season. I like it, and here's another one for you. Ever since the uh, the shoulder issue for Hertz, he throws to the left side of the field more. Take a look at, at, at how, he's, how he's peppering his passes. And guess what? That's where Devontae Smith is majority of the time, on the left side of the field. So, uh, so love I'm it. with you. I, I, I love that over receptions. Juju Smith-Schuster, over under three and a half receptions. This one's a little bit trickier, right? Because Juju's dealing with the mm-hmm. knee issue that was aggravated in the AFC Conference Championship game. But you know what? Nicole Hardman's placed on IR, so that's one body we don't have to account for. Kadarius Tony also dealing with an ankle injury. Kadarius Tony, fragile player, right? Like always, always hurt, it seems. So Juju Smith-Schuster should be the number one, not pass catcher, we all know that's Travis Kelsey, but the number one receiver for Patrick Mahomes to look to. He did lead 
this Chiefs receiving core, again, not all pass catchers, just wide receivers here. He did lead the, lead the receiving core in targets, clearing 100. And he's a low ADOT guy, Hassan Reddick. I mentioned Chris Jones on the Chiefs defense, right? Well, the equivalent, I suppose you could say, on the um, – on the Eagles defense is Hassan Reddick, who's been a sack master. He's going to come after Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, again, looking for a, a, a safety valve, a player that excels in the short to intermediate passing game. Well, that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Do I think he can, he can catch four balls? I think he's probably going to see seven targets. So I will give the advantage to him on the ability to convert and take the, take the over on this one as well. Liz, let's take a look at what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Chris Jones has been a one-man wrecking crew, that's for sure. Yeah. You have him uh, with a sack getting after Hurts uh, in this matchup? Yeah, I mentioned it again, right? Like I think So this one I'm hearing a lot of debate around, and this one I'd like to take these tricky ones, right? So when you have um, two so evenly matched teams, you can go either way, right? Your brain can start to do tricks on you because you're right, Chris Jones, an absolute sack master, However, the Eagles have probably the number one rated offensive line, a little bit aged on that line, but they have done a wonderful job protecting Jalen Hurts. Still, I think both things can be true. I think that Chris Jones can land a sack. We know how disruptive he can be. May I remind everybody of the Chiefs Super Bowl win in Miami and how Chris Jones' deflection changed the momentum of that entire game. And Chris Jones is coming off of a career effort he's tying his career effort from 2018 in fact so you and um, how do you not like think that a guy who coined the phrase burrow head is going to get after it in the biggest game so i do think i'll take the over on that and i think one is one is more than likely for chris jones i think that that can still the chris jones can still sack jalen hurts and make his life miserable and the eagles can still win the game last one for you that's the defensive side of the ball for the eagles and that's hassan reddick i like him to get a sack but that's a lot of juice i want to say right now you're laying like minus 165 minus 170 but i know you're on the over of three and a half tackles for him right yes i'm taking tackles i love the point that you made the distinction between those props but if we're talking about reddick like Forget the tackles. He has at least one sack in seven of his past eight games. And his snap share is over 73% this season. Plus, he's been not been used in coverage as much over the postseason. That means he's closer to the line of scrimmage. And the closer he is to the line of scrimmage, of course, the better for a tackle prop. And so I like those odds for him. And again, another player coming off of an incredible season. Liz Loza, you can see her all over the fantasy platform at ESPN with some picks and plays and the prop market for you heading into uh, today's Super Bowl. So uh, when we get back, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, is going to join us as well. Phone lines are open, 800-919-3776. You've got to play in the Super Bowl. You've got a prop bet that you absolutely love. You want to sell me on it? I'd love to hear it. Give us a call. You're listening to Fantasy Forecast right now. Matthias Kiwanuka will join us at the top of the hour. Mike Tannenbaum at 10 o'clock, getting you ready for Super Bowl Sunday right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Do you think do you think this very well could be the first song? If you do, it's three to one. That's not bad. There's value in that. I, I actually kind of like that. It, you know, because you're right. You need like the first two seconds, everyone to go. Oh my God, let's go. We're going into this, and that could be Disturbia. I also think is kind of underrated as a first song, but we'll see. Forty-nine to one, Disturbia. We found love three to one. Earlier we played work, ninety-nine to one. As again, the first song that could be played tonight for Rihanna's halftime show. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Fat Jack, professional handicapper. He's been on with me. We can wager our gambling show that I host each and every Friday night from 10 to midnight. Hopefully you tune in. If not, hopefully you catch it in its podcast form, uh, getting you re- ready each and every week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, for your uh, gambling weekend. But Fat Jack has been with us all season long. So of course, we've got to bring him on the program now to find out how he's playing this. And of course, my first question to Fat Jack was, uh, what's the biggest, there's so many storylines heading into uh, today's game, right? With the injuries and the two brothers, the Kelsey brothers going at it. Um, you know, Andy Reid taking over the Kansas City Chiefs while Nick Sirianni was the wide receivers coach and said, hasta la vista, I'm bringing in my own crew. Did not keep uh, Nick Sirianni and Andy Reid going up against his former, I mean, I could go, the list goes on and on. So many storylines. So Fat Jack, what's the one or two most important storylines you're paying attention to as we get closer to kickoff? Well, the fact I've got 2000 to win 50000 on Philadelphia that I bet back in August is the biggest storyline for me personally. So I'm needing Philadelphia to get across the finish line, trying to figure out how much to hedge back the other side. Um, but within the game, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's going to be well, – we're going to get little nuggets of information here and there over the next few days. But the reality is we're not going to know because most of his injuries. I mean, what do you do with Phil, or with uh, Kansas City's receiving group and his and Mahomes' ankle and all the things going on there? But we're really not going to know. So I won't get bogged down in a lot of that. I will just – I understand exactly where I am, handicap the information I know. And I think sometimes you can have paralysis by analysis in this big game and then just end up throwing your hands up and betting more than you probably should. That's obviously the not, way to, not correct way to do things. You know, I don't think enough is being said in regard to the fact that this is Kansas City's third trip in four seasons, right? Where you've got Nick Sirianni, new coach, Hurts. You know, like, how much are you weighing in in regard to the experience of being here, knowing what this week, all the festivities, the hoopla, the the media requests, all that? How much? How much weight are you putting that into your analysis and your handicapping? Yeah, I. I expect a, a 10 out of 10 out of Philadelphia. They're, they're, they're so confident, and they're playing as a team right now. I don't think we're going to get a bad effort out of them, but I don't think it can be overstated how important specifically Andy Reid is to this process because when you have the number two defense in the league in Philadelphia and you have a Kansas City team that has to move the ball, they've got their offense has to their bread and butter. They've got to be able to get that done. His ability and, frankly, his evolution from where he was as a coach when he was in Philadelphia – to being the type of coach that takes chances, runs trick plays, does things on early downs that he wouldn't have done 10, 15 years ago as a coach, is going to be hugely important. Because Another way of saying it is if, Philly, or if Kansas City can't move the ball, they're going to get blown out because Philly's much more balanced. They can do it a bunch of different ways. But that Kansas City offense becomes that big X factor because this is by far the best offense that Philly's seen. Kansas City is is really dangerous if you're trying to play keep keep up with them and score with them. 
And so that matchup, and Andy Reid specifically and how he's able to approach this, to your point, his experience in the game, them not being overwhelmed by it, and his ability and, frankly, confidence to do some things that are not uh, of the norm, I think will go a long way toward how competitive and, frankly, if uh, Kansas City is able to win or not. How much are you putting into the fact, and, and I'm, I, let, let me rewind here. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the 49ers, came out this week and said, we, were, we, we could have exposed them. Everybody's talking about how this you know, uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, pass defense is the best in the NFL. No, it's, it's, a bun- it's a bunch of BS. We could have exposed them. It's unfortunate what happened with Purdy because we were on the verge of doing so. Just wait until you see what Kansas City is going to you know, a lot of that comes from the fact that, yeah, I mean, you can't pick your opponent. We've been saying it all year, uh, not just the Eagles, but the NFC East had one of the, you know, easiest schedules in the NFL. There's no denying that. Are, do you feel that th- this Eagles pass defense isn't as great as advertised? But first of all, if I was a receiver for San Francisco, I'd be saying exactly the same thing. I mean, I, and, if I, and by the way, they got smoked by by Kansas City earlier in the year on the home field. So this is a team that has seen it both ways. They've seen what Kansas City's offense can do. And then they also are going to be super frustrated by the way things rolled out in Philly, uh, you know, their last game out. So I get why he went there. And I do think that it's, it's overrated for sure. But how much overrated is it? And, and the reason I say that with Philly's secondary is because when you look at the better offenses that they play, I mean, this is a team that's been giving up a bunch of points, thirty-seven to, or 33 to Green Bay, 40 to Dallas, 35 to Detroit. All right, those are the better offenses they played. The only two they've really held down are Minnesota and Jacksonville. Minnesota only had seven, but they were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde all year offensively. And then Jacksonville had three touchdowns. But this is a team, when they played the better offenses, we talk about who you can play, they haven't held teams down. And I think if you're a Chiefs fan – that's absolutely what you're going to hang your hat on, the fact that they haven't seen anything like us, and we score against anybody. That's how we're built. Is Philly prepared to play that keep-up game, uh, you know, if they have to go out and they have to our, – our turn to score as far as what that offensive mentality is. So I see why San Francisco's saying that. I do think Philly's a little overrated in the secondary, but how much so, I think we're still going to find out. Another topic here is how great the Eagles have been scripted, right? They they have been the best first half team in the NFL. I want to say like plus one plus one sixty eight, plus one sixty nine point differential in regard to points that they have been able to put up against their opponents in the first half. But we know how good Kansas City is, and how good Kansas City and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are in regard to scripted. Do you feel are you are do, any any lean here in the first half in in regard to the Eagles and and the success that they've had maybe they've met their match in this in this matchup against Kansas City well fortunately we it's the Super Bowl so we can place a thousand different bets on a lot of different things and one of the prop bets that I will be playing a considerable amount of money on is first half to have more points in the second half because I do to your point both these teams are fast starters Kansas City is going to do some things that aren't in uh, that they're not expected to do. They've done that every time they played a really good defense. And I do think that both these offenses are going to get into rhythm pretty early in the game. It's also a little bit of a protection against Mahomes' ankle. If he does get rolled up on, the longer the game goes, the more likely that something might happen to that ankle. And if they have a lot of points before that, obviously their offensive production is going to drop off if he happens to go out. So for a, I do agree I don't know that there's a team that has an edge in the first half, but I like over in the first half for sure. And I absolutely like first half to have more points in the second half. I played that a couple different times here in the playoffs, and it's been an easy cash. 
And with all the injuries we've been talking about, it's not the worst way to approach this, especially since we have uh, fast-starting teams. All right, so with that being said, the line where it stands right now, Eagles favored by one and a half. Obviously, you're on the Eagles side with me, right? G- give me give me your I top mean, three or, or four reasons why. Yeah, my ego has me there, Anita. It's one of those <laughs> if I hadn't placed the, if I hadn't bet it in August, I might be on the fence on the, on the side. I really would because this is the type of thing. But if I switch over now, I'm going to be the biggest sissy in Las Vegas. I mean, because I, I've ha- I had Philly literally since it was 150 degrees outside. And now, oh, by the way, at the end, I believe the Chiefs off. It's like, I can't do that. Ego takes me to Philadelphia. I think there's a much better play on the over. Um, I, we're probably going to get to that. But as far as the game goes, I do think a lot of points. I think that, that uh, Kansas City is going to be able to score against that Philly secondary, Philly defense. And also, Kansas City has given up a bunch of receptions, especially at the linebacker position, those under routes to the tight ends and running backs. That's where they've been susceptible this year. I think Philadelphia will take advantage of that. As you mentioned, they're really well scripted early in the game. I think offense will be the name of this game. Uh, so I do think Philly gets there in the end. But it's primarily because I have a big bet on my place back in August. You mentioned the over-under. It's at 51 right now. I have a small lean towards the under, and, and here's why. The last four Super Bowls, the under has hit. Okay, there's a trend. Okay. Number two, I just I feel what – what I envision these teams about to do, the Eagles, I do believe that they're going to have a bigger commitment to running the football because you can run against Kansas City. And I think, you know, obviously the, the Eagles offensive line is that good. And Miles Sanders is all rested up because we really haven't seen a lot of him the last two games. Uh, so what does that do? That eats up time of possession. And I do believe that this Eagles defense is going to get after Patrick Mahomes. But it's it's not it, it's not with a lot of conviction. Uh, you like the over. Can you talk me into swinging the other way and playing the over here? What's your conviction with the over? You think that's the better play here, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Kansas City has scored against everybody, including San Francisco, including Denver twice. These are the teams that when they play good to great defenses, the, their totals fly over on the year. The, the, when they play average defenses, they're below average defenses, stays under. It's contrary to what you would think. And that all goes back to Andy Reid and what his game plan is. He mixes it up much better when they're playing great defenses because he understands I can't just run in the line of scrimmage, get back in predictable downs hey. and distances as far as passing goes, especially when you're talking about a quarterback with a bum ankle. They're going to throw under routes. They're going to move the ball. Kansas, nobody stopped them all year consistently. I believe they're going to score. And because they're going to score, that's going to force Philly to open up their offense. I think the over is actually a pretty easy play. I don't like playing overs and favorites at any time of year, uh, but this particular game – I don't see a way that, the, and that's if Philly secondary is as advertised. I still think they're going to give up in the, in the mid to upper twenties, and I think Philly gets there. And if they're overrated, this thing gets in a shootout. I think earlier than not because of what Kansas City is able to do offensively, and Philly can score, can open it up, and I expect them to do that. I, I believe it's close. They'll stay under, or they'll try to run it. But if Kansas City gets gets into an offensive rhythm, they're going to have to open it up. That shoots a total over. What about the uh, the wager, like the, the Eagles win by w- between one and six points or the Eagles win between seven and 15 points? Would you like, do you feel that this is going to be a blowout at the end of the day? Do you feel this is going to be only one by three points? Uh, game script, how do you envision, uh, you know, the, the final few few seconds? Yeah, I, I think that if I had not bet the, the bet preseason, I would have a lot of trouble picking a side here because I see weaknesses in Philly's defense that can be exposed based on who they played this year. And I also understand and respect the injuries that Kansas City's going through. But I really do like the over. So I would pick those zones 
that get further away from the 50 or 51. I think it gets up to up to 60. I think this is one of those, if you can get a 55 to 62 zone on the total, that's going to do as, as much as, uh, and also turnovers become a huge part of keeping games close. If you get a team that's minus two in the turnover battle, it might not necessarily hurt your totals, but it will hurt your sides. And in the bottom line is these are the two best teams in the league. They both got buys before the playoffs started, and they are very evenly matched. I mean, that's the reality. So I think it will be a close game, but it just takes one or two turnovers or certainly a, a key injury to either one of these quarterbacks for that to get distorted. But I do think there's a ton of ways this game gets over the total. So I would probably lean there. Before we let you go, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. Make sure you check him out. All things getting you ready for the Super Bowl. Is there one prop bet out there that you absolutely love that you're playing on Sunday? Yeah, sharp players play a lot of money to win a little. The general public plays a little money to win a lot. All right, so when you're looking props to try to make money, look for something you're going to have to have minus odds. So I like over the total, so I think under on field goals. If touchdowns will be a premium. Look under the three-and-a-half total field goals made. And the easiest money so far in the playoffs have been Travis Kelsey over total receptions. He has he averaged 10.5 in the playoff receptions, over eight and a half or 8.3 receptions since week 15. This they everything runs through him as long as Patrick Mahomes is in the game. They'll get him the ball in short passes a million different ways, especially if they get uh, where they can't run the football. So over with Kelsey receptions and under total field goals made. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 500 to 1. I believe it. For, for every dollar you put down, you win $500 if Monster is the first song Rihanna sings tonight. For anyone betting this prop bet of Rihanna songs out there that might be listening, Please don't bet for any song that has a featured artist alongside Rihanna, because I guarantee that probably won't be the first song. It'll I probably be in the middle. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so, and, and, and of course, as we know, that was a collaboration, right? Um, playing, playing a lot of Rihanna for you, getting you ready for uh, your, uh, your Super Bowl halftime show. I'm stoked about it. I've got a few friends who are like, eh. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean, eh? It's Rihanna. What do you mean, eh? I can't wait. I'm stoked. I'm not going to be using the uh, little girl's room during the halftime performance. I'm not going to miss it. Curious uh, to hear what uh, what Matthias thinks. He's going to be joining us in about five minutes, so stay tuned for that. We kick off New York game day. Uh, we'll hear from Jordan Renan with a Giants update, Rich Samini with a Jets update. I'll have my locks of the week. Adam Teicher and uh, and Tim McManus are going to join us. They've been obviously in uh, in Arizona. Teicher covers the Kansas City Chiefs. McManus covers the Philadelphia Eagles with an update from them. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum joins us at 10 o'clock. He's been in Arizona all week, so getting you locked and loaded, uh, ready for uh, for Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so we heard from Liz Loza. We heard from Fat Jack. Uh, here are my DFS plays. And, and obviously, you know, so it's, 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 and, and folks that are listening, maybe you've never played DFS, uh, fantasy DFS, and it's one game. So what happens is you have to have a captain's pick and that captain's pick gets twice the points. So, and, uh, and Joe, I, I would, I would love for you to chime in here because, uh, you know, I, I know that, I know that you're, you're playing a lot of prop bets when it comes to uh, certain players. I'm, and, and. I've got a few different lineups here that I'm going to be playing with, right? 
Uh, but here's one that I really like, and it's Miles Sanders as my captain's pick. I think I think Miles Sanders has fallen by the wayside because the last two games have been absolute blowouts for the Philadelphia Eagles. Miles Sanders is locked and loaded, rested, rested legs. Why? Because we've been seeing a lot of Gainwell and a lot of Boston Scott. Uh, because you, you had an Eagles team that won both games against the Giants and the 49ers by an average of 27 points. So, and one thing that we do know about this Eagles team, they love to run the football and they can do it effectively with that 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 uh, offensive line. So, uh, $11,700, $11, uh, that's who I'm putting in as my captain's pick. And And again, this is one of several lineups that I have. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, of course, Travis Kelsey, of course. And and here's where it gets interesting. I've got Quez Watkins, uh, who I think could be good for an anytime touchdown. And also I've got the Philadelphia Eagles defense, and they're at 3,600 because I do believe uh, that they're going to get after uh, they're going to get after Patrick Mahomes and, uh, and and walk away with a few sacks. I do believe Patrick Mahomes throws an interception today. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on Miles Sanders being one of my team captains. I love it because in one of my big parlays, I have him as an anytime touchdown. I think just based on the way that the Eagles play their offense, they're going to be in the red zone. And whenever they're, they're close to the end zone, they just hand it off to Miles Sanders. So that's my, especially if Mahomes throws a pick, I think. Yeah, I like, I like Miles Sanders. I also wouldn't be mad at Travis Kelsey as the captain because I think if you love Kansas City, he needs to have a monstrous day. And he also hasn't had the Super Bowl, right? In, in the three, now his third time, he hasn't had a big game yet. So playing those odds, I, I would love uh, Kelsey as the captain as well. Um, so, uh, so I, I just, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing along with this, right? Um, so I'm going, cause I know you think Dallas Goddard's going to have a big game as well. So I just switched it up and put Travis Kelsey as my captain, still have Jalen Hurts, still have Mahomes. I'm playing Fortson. Um, Fortson is the second slash third string tight end for Kansas City. Noah Gray and him alternate. I do believe that because of how good this Eagles defense is, especially their front seven, they're going to need more help on the offensive line. So I think we're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. And as we know, Kelsey going out for passes, more of a wide receiver. I think Fortson is going to get some playing time. And so, and and that's $200, Joe. I, I mean, you know, so I'm just, I'm throwing that out there on a win, I, I just, I, I think that Fortson tied in for the Kansas City Chiefs could be valuable. Again, at $200, why not? And then I'm going to throw in Gainwell because I think Gainwell, Gainwell is utilizing the passing game out of the backfield. Miles Sanders is, uh, is more of just that legit running back. He's, he, he doesn't even get more than like, he's lucky if he gets two, three targets a game. Gainwell gets more of the targets in the passing game and Gainwell's $5,000. So Kelsey is my, as my captain, Hurts, Mahomes, Goddard, Fortson, and Gainwell. I know a lot of tight ends, but tight ends might be the stars tonight. You never know. Thoughts on that? One sneaky play that I always like to do, because, you know, just by learning this sort of format, kickers are also very valuable. So if you like, because I know there's a prop bet 
of total yardage for field goals. I think it's 119 yards over under for total yardage for a field goal. So, you know, a 55-yarder will will do you well, especially if you don't think that, you know, a guy like Sky Moore has a little bit more value. But I I, I would take Bucker or or Jake Elliott over one of the fringe type of guys. But you do, you do need the dark horse person. I like uh, – I think it's uh, Jody Mercer for the you know who 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 are you touchdown that just screws everyone's fantasy. So I would also look at him. I don't know what his value is. I'm trying to look at that right now. I don't see it on here. Jody Mercer. I don't see him on here. Um, here's another one for you. Travis Kelsey, captain. Jalen Hurts, Mahomes. Obviously, I know you and I differ on Devonte Smith. I love Devonte Smith today. I'm going to throw in Quez Watkins. I'm going to throw in Noah Gray. Um, I just, I, first, prior to the 49ers game, Devontae Smith was averaging nine targets a game. Ever since Jalen Hurts hurt his shoulder, he's peppering the left side of the field more than the right. And 80% of the time, Devontae Smith runs his routes on the left side of the field. And Kansas City plays too high safety almost 80% of the time. And with, when the Eagles go up against too high safety, Devontae Smith is targeted almost 30% of the time when they do not go up against too high safeties. That drops to 24% of the time. So I just think the stars align pretty properly for Devontae Smith. Also, um, you've got a size differential between A.J. Brown and this Kansas City Chiefs secondary. So they're going to need a lot of help with A.J. Brown. And so I just I think it's going to open up things for Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is going to have a monster night. So I'm also going to use Devontae Smith uh, as as a, a captain as well. But I, I know you and I differ on that because you're taking the under in Devontae Smith receiving yards, right? Yes, I am. And it's for cl- uh, clarification purposes, it's Jody Fortson. He's $200 in the captain's situation. Um, yeah, that's what I said. That was that was the guy. Yeah. Oh, that's the okay. So we're aligned with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortson. He's uh, he's uh, like I said, he's like the second slash third string quarterback behind uh, uh, tight end behind Noah Gray. And you could get him for $200. And and again, I do believe that since I think Travis Kelsey, because of the wide receiving core, you know, could everybody's supposed to play, but how healthy are they? That's the big question. So I think Travis Kelsey is going to be released to go out on, on passing on receiving routes. And I do believe that they're going to need Fortson and Noah Gray to stay back and help with pass protect. So I'm with you. Uh, Fortson for $200, I think, is a sneaky good play on DFS. All right, quick break. We come back. Matthias Kiwanuka will join us. We'll kick off New York game day right here on 90.7 ESPN.